This is Garrison Hartney with your Cross Politic Daily News Brief for Thursday, August 4th, 2022. Today in the news, a company is having to pay millions to employees over denying religious exemptions to COVID shots. Big tech companies encourage their employees to do more than 15 minutes of real, actual work. Education consulting firm seeks to promote queer mathematics in K-12 schools and California to fund heroin injection sites in Los Angeles, Oakland, and San Francisco. What could go wrong? And of course, my favorite topic, sports. All of this on this Thursday edition of the Daily News Brief. But first, folks, our upcoming Fight and Laugh Feast Conference is just two months away from happening in Knoxville, Tennessee, October 6th through the 8th. Don't miss Beer and Psalms, our amazing lineup of speakers, which includes George Gilder, Jared Longshore, Pastor Wilson, Dr. Ben Merkel, Pastor Toby, and we can't say yet, so I guess there's more to come. Also, don't miss our awesome vendors, meeting new friends, and stuff for the kids, too, like Jumpy Castles and Accidental infant baptisms. You know it. Also, did you know you can save money by signing up for a club membership? So go to fightlaughfeast.com and sign up for a club membership today and then register for the conference with that club discount. We can't wait to fellowship, sing songs, and celebrate God's goodness in Knoxville October 6th through the 8th. Company to pay millions to employees over denying religious exemptions to COVID-19 shots. This is from the Washington Times. A Chicago-area hospital system could pay more than $10 million for denying employees religious accommodations to the COVID-19 vaccine mandate, according to a proposed settlement negotiation pending before an Illinois federal court. Lawyers for the plaintiffs claim that this is a first-class action settlement over religious discrimination and the COVID-19 vaccines. A judge will hold a hearing to review the payout by North Shore University Health System later this month. More than a dozen employees sued in October, alleging a violation of civil rights after the company refused to give religious accommodations to those seeking an opt-out from its COVID-19 vaccine mandates issued last year. Quote, let this case be a warning to employers that violated the Title VII. It is especially significant and gratifying that this first class-wide COVID settlement protects health care workers. Health care workers are heroes who daily give their lives to protect and treat their patients. They are needed now more than ever. That was from Matt Staver, founder of Liberty Council, which represents the employees. The class size, depending on the judge's decision to certify the class and approve the settlement, could be more than 500 employees who were either forced into taking the shot against their religious beliefs or who refused to do so and were terminated. More of this, please. Now, moving on to the New York Times, or New York Post, rather. Reality bites coddled tech staffers. Working harder is the number one job. Working harder. That's that's bad news for this current generation. The world's tech titans are having panic attacks. It turns out that those millennials and Gen Zers who provide the infrastructure that make our internet and social media work don't want to work too hard. It's a rude awakening for the woke tech giants who long shower their beloved employees with lots of love, unlimited sick days, flexible work-from-home rules, ping-pong in the office, craft beers, and the like. When the times were flush, it wasn't just that easy finding college grads who can write endless amounts of code and siphon all that user information from customer accounts that generated all those profits. The tech gravy train is now suffering from a serious bout of recession-induced panic. Profits are falling, and so are stock valuations of what was once the most valuable piece of corporate America. The dudes who run our tech industry are looking for ways to make up the difference, discovering that those pampered brats... 
Hey, that's the article's words, not mine, but I agree, are a pretty unproductive and increasingly unaffordable lot as times get tough. That's why the normally flaccid Facebook founder (laughs) and CEO Mark Zuckerberg showed a trace of testosterone-fueled anger during a company-wide town hall last month. An employee asked about extended vacation time as Facebook, now formerly called Meta for reasons no one can fathom, was preparing to announce weak ad sales, lower earnings, and cratering revenues. Quote, realistically, there are probably a bunch of people at the company who shouldn't be here. End quote. That was from uh, Zuckerberg. Ouch. Google CEO Sundar Pichai, Pichai, I think that's how you pronounce it, was a bit more diplomatic in a techie and creative kind of way. He recently told employees he's creating a weird initiative called Simplicity Sprint to cut costs as Google suffers declines in profits and stock price. Employees are being asked how to make Google more productive because it's clear we are facing a challenging macro environment with more uncertainty ahead, he said, according to CNBC. It doesn't take much reading between the lines to conclude that Pakai is basically asking employees how he and his team can weed out their unproductive colleagues. Can't wait to hear their thoughts. Man, it's almost like this is an ad for our friends over at Red Balloon. Hey, speaking of which... This is an ad brought to you by, no, not Red Balloon. They had an ad yesterday. Nice try. Boniface Woodworking. Boniface Woodworking exists for those who enjoy shopping with integrity, who want to buy handmade wooden furniture, gifts, and heirloom items that will last for generations, and those who work hard, kind of unlike the people above in the previous article. From dining tables and church pulpits to cigar humidors and everything in between, quality pieces that you can't that you can give your children's children, tie them to their roots, and transcend the basic function of whatever they are. So start voting with your dollars and stop buying cheap crap from people who hate you. Visit www.bonifacewoodworking.com to see their gallery, learn their story, and submit your order for heirloom quality wood items. Again, that is www.bonifacewoodworking.com. Education consulting firm seeks to promote queer mathematics in K-12 schools. Randy Wade, the director of the queer mathematics teacher, laid out a plan for incorporating gender theory into math classes in a blog post on the Collaborative for Academic Social and Emotional Learning, C-A-S-E-L, website. Castle is sponsored by the Allstate Foundation. Oh, good. You're in good hands, apparently. The Queer Mathematics Teacher is an educational consulting firm that seeks to promote queer mathematics in American K-12 classrooms. The firm sells a book titled Talking About LGBTQ Plus Identity, which includes chapters titled The Gender Unicorn, How Do I Talk About LGBTQ Plus Identity with My Students, and What If I Receive Pushback. The firm also offers coaching services to teachers, which include curriculum design, district-wide audits, and professional development workshops. The site claims the ability to consider sexuality irrelevant in the mathematics context is a heteronormatively privileged position and notes that some areas of expertise include teaching mathematics for social justice, fostering students' growth mindset while advocating for systemic change, and humanizing mathematics education for LGBTQ students. Wade confesses in her article that math used to be a source of anxiety for her, which she links to with her sexuality, apparently. She writes, quote, I associated mathematics with profound anxiety intricately tied to my fears of confronting my queer identity. 
The left-wing activist even goes so far as to suggest that activist educators should teach critical race theory and gender theory, even if it means breaking the law. Wade writes, I implore my colleagues to ask, how can we work within or outside the confines of these laws to center transformative SEL and student thriving in our teaching? One lesson called Progress Pride Flag is intended for elementary school children. It showcases a pride flag featuring a triangle with black, brown, and other colors that represent the transgender movement and suggests that educator activists ask students questions like, what does this symbol represent? Another lesson plan intended for middle school students and titled Gender Identity and Sexual Orientation by Generation asks children to speculate as to why there has been an increase in LGBT self-identification among younger generations. Well, you heard it here first. Math is gay. Moving on. California to fund heroin injection sites in Los Angeles, Oakland, and San Francisco. A bill passed Monday in the California legislature that would enable Los Angeles, Oakland, and San Francisco to open heroin injection sites for drug users is headed to Democrat Governor Gavin Newsom's desk for signature. Senate Bill 57 by State Senator Scott Weiner, Democrat of San Francisco, passed in the Senate by a margin of 21 to 11. The bill had previously passed the Assembly in June on a 42-29 to 29 vote. Under the new legislation, the three cities would be allowed to establish the sites. The legislature, which previously approved legislation allowing safe heroin injection sites in 2018, but the bill was vetoed by then-Governor Jerry Brown, a Democrat. The bill would authorize cities and counties to establish safe consumption sites where addicts could use legal narcotics under supervision. Those accessing the hygienic space supervised by trained staff could consume pre-obtained drugs. Program staff would be trained to administer an opioid antagonist in the event of an overdose. Under federal law, it is currently a felony to operate a space to distribute or use a controlled substance. President Joe Biden co-authored the federal statute during his time as a senator. If you have a piece of crack cocaine no bigger than this quarter that I'm holding in my hand, one quarter of one dollar, we passed a law through the leadership of Senator Thurman and myself and others, a law that says if you're caught with that, you go to jail for five years. You get no probation. You get nothing other than five years in jail. Judge doesn't have a choice. Under our forfeiture statutes, you can, the government can, take everything you own, everything from your car to your house, your bank account, not merely what they confiscate in terms of the dollars from the transaction that you just got caught engaging in. They can take everything. I don't care why they become a sociopath. We have an obligation to cordon them off from the rest of society. They are in jail, away from my mother, your husband, our families. So I don't want to ask what made them do this. They must be taken off the street. Of course, now Joe Biden is changing his tune on the topic. I wonder why. Couldn't have anything to do with his son, could it? If signed by Newsom, the pilot program would operate for five years, ending in 2028. In a written statement, Weiner claimed the sites are needed due to rising dramatic and preventable fatal overdoses in San Francisco and across the country. 
711 people died from overdoses in San Francisco in 2020, followed by another 640 deaths in 2021. California saw over 5,500 deaths related to opioid overdoses in 2020, almost a 70% increase from 2019. And hey, I'm sure it didn't have anything to do with the government shutting the economy down and forcing people to stay indoors and isolated. I'm sure it had nothing to do with that, right? Weiner said, quote, safe consumption sites are a proven model to help people avoid overdose deaths, reduce HIV and hepatitis transmission, reduce syringe litter, and help people access treatment. This legislation isn't about whether we want people to use drugs. Rather, it's an acknowledgement that people are using drugs, and our choice is whether we want to make every effort to help them survive and get healthy. Yes, by giving them the poison that's making them sick. That makes sense. However, according to recent studies and data, these sites do the opposite. A 2020 study from the Alberta Government on the Province's Safe Consumption Sites, SCS, found sites result in increased calls to police, lack of response from police, increased needle debris on public and private property, increased crime, increased overdose deaths, and minimal amounts of users seeking treatment. Because why bother? They're getting the stuff for free. Last December, former New York City Democrat Mayor Bill de Blasio and New York City Department of Health ignored federal law and announced the opening of legalized heroin injection sites. In 2021, the Rhode Island General Assembly passed legislation aimed at opening the first heroin sites in the U.S. Weiner has backed legislation to put biological males in women's prisons, reduce penalties for some sex offenders, and create a gender identity sanctuary for underage children across the country to seek medicalized gender treatment without parental consent. This is the kind of evil we're dealing with in our government, ladies and gentlemen. Now... On that cheery note, it's time for the topic that I love. Sports, though this isn't really sports-related. This has to do with a former football player by the name of Herschel Walker, you may recognize it, who is running for the Georgia Senate. So, sort of sports-related. Herschel Walker tells MSNBC they need Jesus after contributor says Walker is what GOP wants from their Negroes. Georgia Senate candidate... Herschel Walker slammed MSNBC and suggested they need Jesus after political pundit Ellie Mistel called him clearly unintelligent and what Republicans want from their Negroes. Mistel's comments came during a weekend segment on an edition of the Cross Connection on MSNBC with host Tiffany Cross. Now, beyond Walker's incoherent statements, blatant hypocrisy, and past allegations of domestic abuse, this Trump-backed candidate, also Republican-backed candidate, has also pushed some of the GOP's greatest hits. The boogeyman that is critical race theory, fear-mongering against the trans community, and more, and bizarre anti-science claims that are too foolish and stupid to try to regurgitate here. And as Jordans try to weed through the former NFL star's lies and outlandish claims, it's really unclear if they will ever get to hear him defend his so-called agenda on the debate floor. Back with me is Ellie Mistal, justice correspondent at The Nation and author of the New York Times bestselling book, Allow Me to Retort, A Black Guy's Guide to the Constitution. Ellie, honestly, my beloved Georgia, what are the folks doing out there? How is this still a toss-up? Because the poll by the uh, Atlanta Journal-Constitution released Wednesday indicates Warnock topping Walker uh, at 46% to 43%, with roughly 3% of voters saying they'll back uh, libertarian candidate Chase Oliver and 8% undecided. Make it make sense for me. 
Yeah, first of all, I just want to thank the GOP for nominating a running back from Dallas to run in Georgia and a TV <laughs> doctor from New Jersey to run in Pennsylvania. That's thank you guys, right? Yeah. But yes, it's going to be a close election in Georgia because Walker is has the backing of the Republicans. Now you ask why are Republicans backing this man who's so clearly unintelligent, who so clearly doesn't have independent thoughts, but that's actually the reason. Walker's right. going to do what he's told. And that's what Republicans like. That's what Republicans want from their Negroes, to do what they're told. And Walker presents exactly as a person who lacks independent thoughts, lacks an independent agenda, lacks an independent ability to grasp policies. And he's just going to go in there and vote like Mitch McConnell tells him to vote. And remember, this has worked for the GOP in the South already. Tommy Tuberville, who right now is probably the dumbest yeah. person in the United States Senate, right? <laughs> yeah. All he does is do what Mitch McConnell tells him to do. And so yeah. the GOP likes these candidates that aren't able to kind of think for themselves, because that means that it's just it basically means that Mitch McConnell gets three votes every time he shows up to work as opposed to just his own. Ellie Mistel's racist diatribe against Herschel Walker is particularly ignorant when one considers his entire gimmick is to parrot DNC talking points on a pro-DNC network. He doesn't see the irony? No. Ignorance and doing as he's expected is his entire game. Walker responded to the comments by suggesting the network find Jesus. Good morning. You know, a lot of people have been asking me to say something about the man on MSNBC that called me the N-word. Here's what I got to say about that. Shame on MSNBC and shame on him. I'm going to pray for both of them because they need Jesus. When I saw what he said, it reminded me of the differences between myself and my opponents. Senator Warnock and the left-wing crazy that believe America is fundamentally a bad country full of racist people. They want to divide us, turn us against each other. We have our problems but we can solve them together. You know, this is a good country, full of good people. With God's help, we're going to bring the people of Georgia back together. Let's make this a great day. God bless. Touchdown, Herschel Walker. I'll leave it at that. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Cross Politic Daily News Brief. If you liked the show, hit that share button for me. If you want to sign up for our conference, a club membership, or our magazine, you can do all of that at fightlaughfeast.com. And as always, if you'd like to send me a news story, ask me about our conference, or about becoming a corporate sponsor of Cross Politic, email me at garrison at fightlaughfeast.com. For Cross Politic News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great day, and Lord bless.